Pittsburgh. Welcome to the Pittsburgh Current Podcast. I am associate publisher Bethany Rue, coming at you live from beautiful downtown Beachview. Two things I forgot today, my allergy medication and my show notes, but we're going to get through this together. Uh, Top of the show, I always try to do a few announcements. Uh, Coming up, we have our repeal day party. Repeal day celebrates the end of prohibition. Prohibition, um, as some of you might remember, probably not because you were alive because it was the 30s, but you've probably taught in school or heard somewhere. Uh, was when alcohol was illegal. It was a sad, dark time in American history, and Repeal Day celebrates the day that that uh, constitutional amendment got turned over. And uh, the Constitution and amendments and just politics in general have been in the news lately, so you could use the discount code SONDLAND, S-O-N-D-L-A-N-D, for $15 off your Repeal Day ticket. Your ticket includes uh, free food, free drinks, compliments of our friends at Quantum Spirits, Pittsburgh Winery, and Enix Brewing. We also have our very Yinzer Christmas coming up Friday, December 13th at the Roxy and Theater. Jim Crenn and the Bill Henry Band will be bringing you a delightful evening of music and comedy. So uh, they make great gifts, too, if you're looking for a group activity for your work team or your friends or your bowling league or your bocce ball league, <laughs> your kickball league, or whatever your little hipster kids like to do these days. Any kind it of makes ball a great, Yeah, any kind of ball league. It makes a great gift. So I suggest you go. Ball league, that sounds weird. Um <laughs> Also, Light Up Night is tomorrow. Uh, so if you are heading down to Light Up Night, uh, first of all, downtown Pitt- Pittsburgh Downtown Partnership does a great job every year. This year is no different. Our friend Clara Kent, who we just had on the concert series, will be performing. And our own visuals editor, Jake Mislovchek. Did I say that right, Jake? He will be selling his wares. He takes amazing photography, and he's got all sorts of great stuff. They make great gifts, uh, especially maybe if you have some loved ones that live out of town that miss the hell out of this beautiful city. Stop by Jake's booth. I believe he's in or around the horns tree, and you know you're old if you knew what I meant when I said horns tree. So it hasn't been the horns building in 7,000 years. Um, our holiday guide comes out next week. You can pick it up anywhere you can pick up a Pittsburgh Current. It's going to be at all of our locations. So if you are looking for something to get that somebody or you just like really awesome content in independent journalism, pick one up. Now, on to the show. <laughs> this is our special Talking Turkey Thanksgiving Gobble Gobble edition. I am joined by a dear friend of mine, home chef, Annie Nenzda. And thank you so much for joining us today. I cannot believe I'm actually here. I can't believe it either. She's usually not up this early. I'm I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, So we went with a home chef today. I had a couple people ask and so did Anne, um, you know. Anne is a home chef. She's an incredibly accomplished home chef. Mike Sorg, our producer, the man behind the camera, is going to be putting some food porn up along this podcast to show you some <laughs> of her creations. We thought it was best that we talk to somebody that knows what you and your kitchen are going through. You're dealing with one stove. You're not formally trained. You have kitchen disasters happen. Like, let's just, let's just like get real, right? Like, let's talk turkey. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> I, I think that, you know, I mean, Thanksgiving has always been my favorite holiday uh, throughout the year. And so over the years, my sister and I, Mary, have tried to perfect recipes, try to do things that were a little bit outside the box, but still at the same time, know, like, to what your point, there's only one stove in our oven, you know, one oven, one stove. There's only one stove in your there's oven? Only, there's only one stove in my you oven. You got robbed. Yes. <laughs> 
Um, but more so like, you know, what kind of things can you plan for to actually do have a full on Thanksgiving that, you know, you're trying to have for your family during that holiday season. So, um, I just hosted Friendsgiving this past Saturday. Yeah, no, I didn't get invited. It's been, we talked about it before yeah. the show started. Casey, you and I will talk afterwards. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was sitting around with my girlfriends and a lot of them had asked, you know, what were some of the tips that they could kind of prepare for for themselves for Thanksgiving next Thursday, which I can't believe it's already. I, I know it is. And also, by the way, if you have questions for Chef Ann or myself, cause I don't cook, but I did look up a lot of fun facts last night. Um, you could drop them in the Facebook comments and we could answer them in real time. And also, Hey, Shauna, Shauna says, Hey, oh, hey, Shauna. <laughs> she's in Florida. It's not cold yeah, there. Yeah. Um, but one of the biggest questions I get all the time is like, how long do uh, should I defrost my turkey? Mm. And I think the, the large misconception is, is that you need a full day for every five pounds. They're like, do not buy your turkey on Wednesday morning thinking it's going to be fully defrosted by Thursday. You're not roasting that bird. So people should have their turkeys like now based. I mean, like what, like how far in advance should they buy them? Yeah, it's great. Yeah. When we'll get into that too, because I have a full timeline as to like when people can should start preparing. Oh my God. You guys better be taking notes. Oh, (laughs) we can put this out later on on Facebook. Yeah, I'll, put, I'll put them in the show notes so that everybody knows. Um, other thing too that my girlfriend had brought up to me was the fact of um, it's her first time cooking Thanksgiving, you know, and what should she prepare for? Mm-hmm. And I told her, you know, if this is your first time cooking a turkey, don't go big. I know I cooked a 22 pound turkey last on Saturday night, you know, but I, this is, you know, this is not my first radio. I've been doing this for 10 plus years. Mm-hmm. I said, so I've, I've no had to tur- cook my turkey and the do's and don'ts of it. I said, so start out with a smaller turkey, do a practice turkey even, um, you know, the month before or a couple mm-hmm. weekends beforehand. Um, but you know, it's okay to have a turkey and maybe a ham, you mm-hmm. know, that way that if you have multiple options, it looks like you have more food than you really do. Um, and the other thing too is that don't leave everything until Thanksgiving morning. I think that I mean even myself that was my f- biggest mistake. My first Thanksgiving hosting was I left everything until Thanksgiving morning. I cooked in my pajamas all day long. I <laughs> ate dinner in my pajamas. I had dessert in my pajamas. I went to bed in those pajamas. So I think that you know just spread out your timeline so that you're not doing everything. And I think that people still get overwhelmed because like myself, when you've got a full nine to five job, how can I do that? And I think that there are some easy things you can do during that week beforehand and the weekend before that kind of set you up then for success on Thanksgiving morning. Now, how do you feel about, um, and also I'm also going to point out, we do have wine. It's not really wine. It's grape juice. It's wine. Because <laughs> um, it's the holidays and it's Annie and this is what we do. Um, what do you, how do you feel about people bringing dishes? Like the Thanksgiving that we normally go to, uh, everybody sort of brings your side, like a side dish or a dessert. Are you kind of a fan of that? Everybody brings something. Are you more like you're like the control freak? Like you want to have, you know, you've got your plan and you want to, you don't want anybody messing up your stuff. <laughs> I'm both. So this past Saturday, I was a complete control freak and I needed to have everything done by me on my own terms and with my recipe. Um, at the end of the night, I turned to my friends as they were leaving and I said, next year it will be a potluck. <laughs> I said, so I will do the, the turkey, I'll do desserts, I said, but everyone else will bring a side dish. And it's really great also to assign other people dishes because especially if they've got food allergies, mm-hmm. um, you've got somebody who's a vegetarian, if they want to have their own food options that they know that they're going to have something there that's for their dietary needs, mm. it's easier for them to also to bring a dish. Yeah, and I'm a big fan of assigning dishes too because otherwise you run the risk of having 27 desserts and like zero sides. So, Agreed, yes. I mean, I I would always default to like – I'm like the I just brought cookies that I bought at the store person. Yeah. Here, so unless you assign me something, you're getting store-bought here's cookies. Here's your veggie tray <laughs> yeah. and ranch dip. So That came in the canister in the middle of the veggie yes, tray that I bought exactly. at Coons. Um 
So, okay, let's talk turkey for a minute. There's several ways you could cook turkeys, mm-hmm. right? There's like the traditional roasting of the turkey. Yep. There's the frying of the turkey. And there's also, I talked to my brother-in-law last night, Aaron O'Neill. He's a head chef at Warped Wing in Dayton, Ohio. Shout out. Mm-hmm. They're opening up a restaurant out there. He likes to smoke a turkey. So how do you sort of decide which preparation would be best for you? And then how would you go about executing on that? Well, I don't recommend frying a turkey if you've been drinking. So, <laughs> so not, I'm not. Awesome. <laughs> yep. is that, I, does that come from personal experience, Andy? It does not. It is does there not. a hole in your yard? <laughs> I personally have never deep fried a turkey before. Um, I heard great things about it. It just was never really a thing that kind of appealed to me. Mm. Um, You know, there's nothing healthy about my Thanksgiving, so I don't need to go by adding even more saturated fats then into <laughs> into the menu for the that would day. just be that'd be like the artery clogger right there. right exactly exactly um a smoker i've heard great things about it um i don't have a smoking egg so i've never done anything like that before um, okay, i'm gonna pull up what aaron said so he was texting me last night um he uh, what he also said to you no matter what no matter how you're preparing it always brine your turkey and i know you brine yours because i saw mike if you have the picture of the turkey in the bucket all the stuff around it I was said Mike, Mike texted me last night. He's like, why are you sending me Thanksgiving porn? I was sending him all <laughs> these pictures. Um, Brian the turkey, no matter yes. what the preparation. Um, he likes to smoke a whole turkey on applewood and inject Creole butter <gasps> on the smoker. Doesn't that Ooh. sound delicious? So Yeah. Okay. So well, that's, that's, that's the broth. Yeah. That's, that's the day after. That's a pot, not a bucket, Mike. I hope Missy does the cooking in your home because that's yes. – <laughs> It's the one that looks like a cooler and a raw turkey in it. So how do you prepare your brine? Yeah. So well, 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 he's looking for the bucket picture. <laughs> so brine your turkey at least 18 to 24 hours the day before Thanksgiving. Um, if you're doing a turkey breast, 6 to 12 hours is fine, uh, you know, depending if, you're, if you have a smaller party going on. Uh, so I always do 8 to 24 hours, uh, and I do it the morning before Thanksgiving. Um, and typically I do try to take off the day before Thanksgiving if I'm cooking. This year I'm not, which I'm very thankful for. But... Um, <laughs> Uh, thank you to my brother and sister-in-law for hosting us. <laughs> uh, so I will try to uh, – so what I put in mind is some apple cider, you know, two gallons of water, a cup and a half of salt, which sounds like a lot, but you need a lot of salt to be able to, to brine the turkey out. And peppercorns, oranges, lemons, rosemary, bay leaves, um, garlic. It's, it's a lot. I mean, we, and I can give that recipe out to you later on. Yeah, we can put all this in the show notes. Right. Um, and so I'll let that sit. And you know, a lot of people don't maybe have the room in their kitchen to do this in the refrigerator. So what I do for mine is that and it's, it was so cold here in Pittsburgh that I, w- I was lucky enough to keep it in the cooler overnight on my deck. Okay. So a lot of people don't have room in the refrigerator then for to brine the turkey out that way. Um, Can you it, see this? Can you see, no, I have the picture pulled up. Sorry. I apparently, and uh, all the pictures I sent to Mike last night. That was did, the one you I didn't, didn't I did send not. the bucket picture. Here, I'll text it to him. Wait, if I hold it up, yes. zoom in. Do I have any personal embarrassing identifying information up? That's Annie's brine. And that there's a lot going on in there. I see. What is that? Is that rosemary and a bay leaf in there? Yeah. What is that? Yeah, is it really? Yeah, it's fine. I got that right? You did. Hot I'm very proud of you. Nice. Go back yeah. to me. So, so you prepare this, you put it in a cooler. Put it in a cooler. Um, you can put it in your refrigerator if you have time. I mean, I put it in the cooler because... To 22 pound per turkey. Right. Um, and the other thing too is that it creates more room in my refrigerator for that whole day than beforehand if I want to start preparing some of my side dishes mm-hmm. to put in the refrigerator till the next day because my turkey's then out on the deck. Okay. Um, you could also do a dry brine. 
Um, and, you know, and so that's really big now this year too, is doing dry brines. And what I saw about those is that you do have to put those in the refrigerator. So you want to make sure you have enough room in your refrigerator then to have that turkey in the dry brine of a number of seasonings, mm-hmm. but you leave it uncovered and leaving it uncovered really dries out the skin. And that's what really gives you then the crispy skin. Then the next day when you go to roast your turkey, I mean, Thursday really is meant for just roasting the turkey and right. just, you know, every, all your prep work is done on Wednesday. Now, is this, do you have to brine, do you have to do a dry brine as long as you have to do a, a no. what would you call it? A wet, wet brine? Yeah, it that is sounds, a wet brine. Yep. So you do one or the gross. other. <laughs> and if you don't want to do a brine, butter. Butter. Just butter it up. Well, I did, the one that you made for Friendsgiving that I wasn't invited to. <laughs> I'll get over it eventually. Yeah, I saw you coated the hell out of that thing. I mean, it was I, completely, completely covered in butter. And so as that cooks off, that's what crisps up the skin then? Yeah. Well, so what you do then is once the day before, so the day of Thanksgiving then, um, you know, the morning of. Drink your coffee, relax, take a deep breath because it might be the last deep breath you take for yeah, the rest right. of the day. <laughs> um, but then what I do then is as I'm sitting there having my morning coffee is I kind of lay out then the day. You know, when are my guests arriving? You know, what needs to cook for how long? When, you know, because again, I only have one oven. Mm-hmm. So if the turkey is going to take the, the most time, when do I want to kind of start prepping my sides to go in the oven also? And the great thing too about a lot of sides that, you know, again, I can give you later on uh, for your uh, for Facebook is that the turkey is going to come out of the oven mm-hmm. an hour and a half before your friends and family show up. Mm-hmm. And so that allows then for your sides then to go into the oven and cook because the turkey really needs an hour to rest. And then I leave probably around like a half hour to carve the turkey. Okay. No one's carving that turkey in 10 minutes. Yeah. Like unless you want to have it to be a showstopper at the table in front of everybody, I always, you know, put it aside then to, to carve off of the, on the countertop then and plate it later. Well, you brought up a good point too, like your turkey taking up the oven. And I know if you start introducing sides and whatnot into the same oven, it's going to affect the cooking temperature. Yep. Um, I do remember now, I'm not a cook. I don't really cook much um, of, or anything at all. Um, but I do remember from doing um, our energy efficiency videos that we did with Shauna. <laughs> she was Rita Shambles, Energy Zombies. You know, people utilize your microwave, utilize your crock pot, like put your yams in a crock pot. Like, you know, you're not just beholden to your oven. Like, think outside of the oven yeah. and come up, you know, use your other kitchen. And I, and, I th- and I think that's what people also kind of, um, there, there's little quick tips that you could be doing, like the crock pots, you know, everyone's like, oh, but I want to have everything be nice and pretty. And I get it. But you know, when it comes down to actually being able to feed everybody in a, in a timely manner, yeah. you know, just the crock pot's fine. Yeah. Um, I also am a fan of disposable tins. Like if I just cook this whole meal, I'm not going to want to be doing 42 dishes. That's yeah. why I did the plastic, nicer plastic plates than from. I wouldn't know, Annie. I wasn't there. It looked delightful. <laughs> So is there any way to rescue a bad turkey? Like let's say let's say you get halfway through your day and you go to check on your turkey and you're like, oh Lord, like this doesn't look right. It's not browning. It looks yeah. dry. What are some things you can do midway through to kind of save save so, something from going off the rails? Yeah. So <clears throat> first off, you should be basting your turkey every half hour. Okay. So I, I probably the first hour, an hour and fifteen minutes, I let it go to once like if, especially if you've got a butter topping over top of it, mm. let that all seep through. Um, also before you put the, uh, the turkey in the oven, set your oven at 400 and then right as the turkey goes in, put it down to 350 and cook it at 350. Okay. 13 minutes per pound. If it's unstuffed, 15 minutes per pound, if it is stuffed. Okay. And, um, what that's going to allow to do then is that, so as that cookie cooks then and the, the cookie, the as cookie the, cooks <laughs> as the turkey cooks, do you um, name your turkeys? <laughs> this is cookie. <laughs> I do not. Um, but uh, what I also will do then is I'll add a little bit of chicken broth at the bottom just so that I have some more liquids then so that when I go to baste it, I, mean, I have my turkey baster out and I, you know, 
will then, you know, baste the turkey through it, which is a great tool to have. Like I know a lot of people are thinking, I don't, I don't, what do I need a turkey baster for? It is a pain in the butt to do it with a spoon. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, get a turkey baster, spend a dollar ninety nine at CVS yeah. and just go get that turkey baster. And if you only use it once a year, you can just put it up and, you know, yeah. know where it is. Like it's I have not- a baking bin that I only pull out <clears throat> do you know to bake to Christmas bake? cookies. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I pull out my bin. <laughs> I got, I got that going for me. I mostly drink wine and boss my friends around, but, um. Now, let's talk sides for a sec. Okay. <clears throat> I have a very uh, set in stone thought on the best side of Thanksgiving dinner. I'd be interested to hear, what, what's your favorite side? Corn souffle. Corn souffle? Or like people call it uh, wet corn bread pudding. Like, I was like, what kind of fancy ass dinners are you going to? <laughs> corn souffle. It's basically, <laughs> it's a box of Jiffy, um, a can of cream corn, a can of regular corn, Eight ounces of sour cream and a half a stick of melted butter. Right, and for those not in the know, it's a box of Jiffy cornbread mix, oh, not yes. a uh, container of Jiffy peanut butter. That would be a completely different type of side dish and probably not very appetizing. Um, no. So I'm team stuffing. Are you? I'm team stuffing. And when I was growing up, we always had two different kinds of stuffing. One was like your regular traditional stuffing and the other was cornbread stuffing. Oh, really? Yes. And I can't give you recipes. I can't tell you how to make it. All I can tell you is that in my world, stuffing is the king. I don't want to say king. That's that's kind of baked in misogyny. Um, That's patriarchy right there. <laughs> it's the best side dish to Thanksgiving, in my opinion. This year, I did a sausage sage stuffing. Ooh, yeah. tell me more. Um. It's, it's stuffing with sausage and sage. So That's that's it? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I keep checking the Facebook to see if anybody's asking any questions. We're making people hungry, so oh, that's okay, good. Great. Fantastic. That's good. Um, so but, do you use a, a, a box stuffing, and do you suggest stuffing the turkey, or do you make your stovetop? So I, I don't use stovetop. I actually make my own bread, uh, some breadcrumbs. So I'll buy a loaf of bread on Wednesday night. I'll cube it up. I'll put it into the oven at 325 for 15 minutes just till they become crispy. Mm-hmm. And then I'll throw them into a plastic bag for the next day. Okay. So at least I know that my bread crumbs, my bread cubes are done. Uh, I don't stuff my turkey with the, into the, I don't stuff my, my stuffing into turkey. Uh, and that's for a multiple reasons. Um, I have some friends that are vegetarians. So mm-hmm. having the stuffing inside the turkey, they're not going to touch with a 10 foot pole. So I try to keep it separate then from the turkey. But I do stuff it with oranges and lemons and garlic and thyme. Okay. And so that's my stuffing then for – So you can stuff a turkey with just kind of aromatics. Just aromatics, just, yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. okay. And there's different types of aromatics you can do. You can do a fruit aromatic. You can do onions and different ty- – and celery stalks and carrots. So it's really up to your preference on, you know, what you're trying to get out of the turkey. Are you impressed that I knew the word aromatic? I am actually. I did you look food. that up? No, I don't watch a lot of Food Network. Okay. Do you know what I did look up? Some fun facts about Thanksgiving. Did you know – the TV dinner came about because of a Thanksgiving mistake. In 1953, a Swanson employee accidentally ordered 260 tons of turkey, way more than they needed. So a salesperson for Swanson, a gentleman by the name of Gary Miller, Jerry Miller, inspired by the meals that they used to serve on airplanes, because who isn't inspired by airline food, <laughs> came up with the idea to, to use that turkey and, and get aluminum trays and, and freeze it and sell them. And so that's why we have the TV dinner. Now we're all a little bit smarter because I told you that. That's what I was doing last night. I was looking up Thanksgiving fun facts. Well, I mean, so let's get back to you talked about, you know, some things that you can do to save, you know, some mistakes that you're doing. Yes, on yes. Kitchen disasters. Yes. So um, you're, you're browning your turkey too much, you know, because it's not covered. Just put a, a quick tinfoil tin over top of it, you know, and you should be fine then to keep cooking on the turkey, but not browning it too much. My turkey's too dry. What do I do? Um, you can, th- you know, slice it up, put it into a stock pot with some 
chicken broth, maybe a little bit of chicken gra- turkey gravy also, mm-hmm. just to, you know, get it creamy again then to, to moisten up the turkey. Do some turkey sliders then. Great for the next day for turkey leftovers. Oh, yeah. Leftovers is the best part of yeah. Thanksgiving, I feel. Uh, one of the questions I got too is, you know, what happens if my mashed potatoes are too soupy? I've added too much milk. Yes. And I wanted to ask you about lumpy. So let's talk about both scenarios there. Okay. How, do you, how do you perfect your mashed potatoes or fix them if they're going off the rails? Right, so my personal preference is Yukon Gold. Because Yukon gold potatoes, because they're creamier than Idaho potatoes, so those those are always my go-to potato. Um, for lumpy mashed potatoes, I actually use a potato ricer. So it really is just your preference on you know what, if you're using a stand mixer, a hand mixer, or if you're using a potato masher, um, you know on on what kitchen utensil you're using. Uh, too soupy. Put them in the oven for at 325 or 15 minutes because you really want then that extra liquid to absorb. You can put them in the microwave or into a stock pot, but just getting that heat back on mm-hmm. them is going to absorb that extra uh, moisture. Uh, if they're too salty, you know, maybe add a little bit of sour cream to them or a little bit of uh, just a little bit of vinegar. You want to add some sort of acidity to kind of bring out that that saltiness so that's not so overpowering. Now, d- would that little tip work for other dishes too? That might have been a little oversalted. Add yeah. acid is kind of just the general rule. Absolutely, of thumb. yes. I mean, you know, Brussels sprouts if they're too salty because I've added too much pancetta. Oh, <laughs> common mistake. I know. <laughs> Brussels sprouts are another favorite of mine, by the way. Oh, they are. And actually, I did something different with them this year. Ooh, what'd you do? I shaved them down the night before, and so it had little fine things. And then I used them in um, a Caesar salad. So instead of using lettuce, oh, okay. And then about an hour and a half before serving dinner, dressed them in the Caesar dressing, so the dressing really absorbed into the Brussels sprouts mm-hmm. to make them a lot softer. And I used that then, you know, with some extra bread cr- cubes that I had and yeah. some, you know, shaved Parmesan on top and had a Caesar salad then. That sounds delicious. Brussels sprouts are so serviceable. Yeah. I was trying to look for something different. Everyone has been doing the roasted, you know, Brussels sprouts with blue cheese and, and bacon. And I like mine with whipped goat cheese and uh, roasted grapes and balsamic reduction. Nice. nice. I had that once at Scratch Food and Beverage up in Troy Hill. Delicious restaurant. Now, let me ask you, are you a big Thanksgiving appetizer person? You know, I'm not because... I like to save it for the big show, you know? I yeah. mean, I, 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 I would, I kind of think of it like you've gone to a Brazilian steakhouse, right? Mm-hmm. And you've seen the salad bar there. Like oh, you yeah. can gorge yourself on the salad bar, but then you're not going to have any room for when they walk around with like the big steaks of meat. Yeah. So I, Cause they I, always start out with chicken and then they get to the filet and then you're just like, I'm so full. Yeah, exactly. I can't eat that delicious filet. Gosh, dang it. <laughs> so yeah, I tend to like almost fast on Thanksgiving during the day to like sort of prepare myself for yes. the marathon meal at the end. Agreed. I mean, because then once because the, dessert comes around, then and I'm I just glaze over. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, let's talk desserts for a sec. Okay. Um. Oh, also, fun fact: forty six million turkeys eaten every year on Thanksgiving. What about the one that's not pardoned? Uh, the the turkey that's pardoned. Fun fact: the first turkey presidential pardon was in nineteen eighty nine by George H W Bush. That turkey's name was Scooter Libby. It was not. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, um, so let's but talk you sold it. I yeah, know, right. <laughs> um, let's see. So I uh, obviously pumpkin pie. Um, I will say, so I did bake a pecan pie once for Thanksgiving back when I lived at Shadyside. This was so how many years ago. Um, it was the first pecan pie I ever baked. I was so proud of it. We go to Dayton for Thanksgiving every year. I put it in the, the garage on the cooler where all the other desserts were. Somebody had let a dog in the garage and the dog ate my pie. I cried. I was so upset. There's no saving that dessert. No, there's no saving that dessert. Uh, there's no saving that dog's stomach. No, no. We call it pecan pie gate still to this day. Um, 
What are some good desserts? What are some of your faves? What are some easy ones? Um, you know, I like no bake cheesecakes. They're just really simple and easy to do. It's one less thing that I'm heating up the oven for. What I like to do also, um, I'm not going to lie, I love pumpkin rolls. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even if they're store-bought. You know, I was going to say, do you make your own pumpkin no, rolls? No. I mean, like, there's, there's certain things to cheat on. Don't yeah. don't go out baking your own rolls, you know, for Thanksgiving. Go yeah. buy the store-bought yeah. dinner rolls. And yeah, nobody's you know, going to know. Yeah. Or care. You know, yeah. Put them in a basket. Put a, a towel over top of it. Looks mm. like you just baked them. <laughs> Well, and rolls, I think, too, are an essential part of a Thanksgiving dinner. So what I like to do is I like to take my roll and I make a, like a little Thanksgiving slider and I eat like 27 of them. Great idea for leftovers the next day. Mm-hmm. So I mean, so let's talk leftovers. Yes, let's talk leftovers. One of the things that I love, um, and I got this tip from my friend Bobby this year, so thank you very much, um, was uh, save the carcass. So like, you're, you're done carving it up, you're putting things away, you know, and you know that turkey is done. Put it into a store bag real quick and just put it back in the refrigerator. The next day, then get up and put it back in the roasting pan. You know, throws, you know, when I make my own homemade stuffing, I always have leftover onions and celeries because you're never using all nine celery stalks in mm. your stuffing. So it's great then to, you know, put everything back into the roasting pan at 350 for about 45 minutes, really roast the bones up, put it into a stock pot, you know, with just some water and some other herbs and spices. Let it boil for three hours. Then you know you're making then homemade turkey broth. It's just one more thing then that you're getting out of your leftovers right. that you know you can then also freeze off then when you're not using it. And then what do you use turkey broth for? Like to cook other things or to make yeah, a soup? Yeah, I'll use or- it. I'll make soup, um, risotto. Uh, you know, use turkey broths then, you know, anything that I'm using chicken broth with. Okay. You know, whether it's just normal chicken dishes just to lift up the bits off of the bottom of a pan. Mm-hmm. So it's just gr- great to have, you know, on hand. See, it's... And you're so freaking smart about all this stuff. I just show up and expect to be fed. Like, that's the extent of what I do. Um, So if you had to give, like, one key piece of wisdom to somebody, let's say it's their first time cooking Thanksgiving dinner, what's Mm -hmm. the one thing they should really remember? Plan ahead. I think that, you know, like, me personally, I always start planning probably two weeks before Thanksgiving. Um, You know, I want to get together, you know, What's my menu looking like? You know, what's my invite looking like? You know, who's coming? And then probably around like seven to 10 days, I kind of want to finalize, you know, the headcount and then add two people because you never know. Somebody always just shows up. Someone always just shows up, you know, and I always keep a box of macaroni and cheese on hand too because there's someone bringing a child who doesn't like something. (laughs) Well, and you mentioned like vegetarians earlier too. That's another reason why you really want to know who's coming over because if you have somebody that you need to make a special dish for – um, I actually tried to find, we have in this, in our issue that's out now, I actually did an article on where to go out to eat on Thanksgiving. Cause a lot of people, I saw go that. Out to, yeah, yeah, a lot of people go out to eat. Um, I was actually shocked by the number of restaurants downtown that are, I, I was fantastic. too, I was too. I mean, but like once I started talking to people and asking them why they went out to eat, like it made sense to me. A lot of them, like it was just like, they didn't have any family nearby and it was just the two of them and they didn't want to, you know, cook a big meal. Um, some of them, it was just a place for everybody to meet some of them just didn't want to have to worry about cooking and clean up and wanted to spend time with their family right um so there are a ton of places you worrying actually- about spending time with my family yeah <laughs> i don't have to worry about that yeah. <laughs> yeah some people actually like spending time with their family it's so weird um 
Yeah, there's a ton of places open for Thanksgiving. And I will say, I've traveled on Thanksgiving before. And I'm assuming this is the same for people to go out to eat. Everybody was just in such a good mood. It was like an extra nice day. It was. I mean, so we did the same thing last year because uh, Sean and I ended up going up to Detroit to the Lions-Bears game. And on our way... Oh, that's right. Yes. And then on our way home, we stopped in Ohio at... um, uh, Can I say the names of restaurants on here is that, is yeah, that yeah no, you can say it. You okay can say it. so we stopped at applebee's because it was the only thing that was open um people and don't diss on applebee's by the way they're happy I, hour from four to six is bomb.com so <laughs> not where we were so <laughs> okay maybe not the detroit applebee's <laughs> but um but i you know i was actually shocked but it was the only one we could get into because all the other restaurants around the area were were booked mm. so it is you know nice to see that restaurants are open then to give people that option at the same time, I feel bad for the service industry people who have to work on things. I do too, but I will say, I think they make bank that day. I would because, hope Because so. like, I know when, because I was traveling, I was at the airport, the Houston airport, and I got like a cup of coffee and I tipped my server 20 bucks because it was Thanksgiving. And I have a feeling a lot of people do that. By the way, we do have a question uh, from Dave Podner. I hope I said that right. He wants you to um, go through your brine recipe. My brine recipe. Yeah. So and is, we can put these in the show notes too for people yes. that aren't furiously writing right now. So it is two cups of apple cider. Not apple cider vinegar. Um, it is two gallons of water, one and a half cups of salt, a half a cup of brown sugar. I can't believe I'm actually remembering this. I can't either. I'm shocked. Uh, two oranges sliced thinly, two li- lemons sliced thinly, two tablespoons of peppercorn, five cloves of garlic, five sprigs of rosemary, and three bay leaves. And you bring that all to a boil. Let that cool completely. Once it's come, once it comes to a boil, you can turn it off. You just want to be able to have the salt and sugar dissolve. Mm-hmm. And then once that cools completely, then I sometimes add like maybe a 10-pound bag of ice too because you can dilute it a little bit more if you think it might be too salty depending on the size of the bird you have. But if you think it's too salty, wait till you taste it. Don't look at just how much salt you're putting mm-hmm. in because what you said earlier, it's going to look like a ton of salt, but yes, it should it be a ton of salt. It should be a ton of salt, yes. Okay. Because you're really then, you're trying to, to draw the, bring the moisture into into the bird then that's going to keep it then moist all day long. Right. Because it's a long time in the oven, so. Yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah. And it was 22 pounds of bird. That's so. a big bird. What, what do you think the average person cooks? Like like a family? I mean, like. They, I mean, your average, I'd say probably one pound per person that's coming. Um, you know, typically I'd say a 10 to 12 pound bird is normal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I did the larger bird because one, I mean, I was having 18 people and I wasn't one of them, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's nice to have though, that larger side dish, because I mean, I always look forward to turkey leftovers. Yeah. I mean, so the next day, especially, you know, on black Friday, when you're kind of just still in the food coma and you're just like, just bring on the next dish. Fun fact, black Friday, busiest day of the year for plumbers. We know that <laughs> just, Yeah. That tracks. That tracks. It makes sense to me. I intuitively understand why. Um, <laughs> no, I agree. Are you, are you a white meat or a dark meat person? I'm a dark meat person. Really? Love it. Yeah. I, I like. I do a little bit. I like a little bit of both. See, I get so excited because I always have. Um, when I do friendsgiving, my friend Brandon does uh, carves a turkey for me, and when he gets done. The best is if you flip the turkey over. There's still a lot of dark meat that a lot of people kind of just toss away that is really still, you know, that's where all the moisture And it's is. had all the good stuff dripping down onto yes. it, that whole bait, yes. the whole roasting process. It is not the healthy part of the turkey. No, it's not, but it's the most delicious. You know what also, too, that um, one of my friends had asked me to make this year, which I did not do, was he wanted me to cook the gizzards. 
and I've never cooked the gizzards before. That's, yeah. And I'm, I, that is one of the things that scares me the most. Is yeah, like, like, that's the worst part about Thanksgiving. I'm going to stick your hand in the turkey's ass and like pull out all his organs. Yeah. I'd hope like, I feel like they should do that for you before you purchase it. Yeah. But see, some people want to cook it. So those people are wrong. Yeah. Can't do it. What do they, they make gravy with it? I guess. I guess. Yeah. I mean, there's probably things you could look up to do with it. I'm, I've never had any desire to look I feel up. like Aaron said something. He does something with a neck too. Like something you can, chef-y. Uh, yeah, you can make broths with that too. Add that into your Oh, he your smokes stuff. the neck. Oh, okay. This actually sounds delicious. I knew that he said something about this. He smokes the neck. Again, Warped Wink, Dayton, Ohio. Check it out. He's a chef there. They open up a brand new restaurant. Great craft beer. Dayton's not that far away. It's a great weekend trip. Um, he smokes the neck and then makes collard greens with it. Oh. That sounds delicious. Something like that you do with like with a ham hock. Yeah, like it's instead of a ham hock, you would use a smoked turkey yeah. neck. That really sounds like that would be amazing. So oh. yeah, I guess. Do I'm, you roast the neck then, or you? No, or he, he, he smokes. smokes it. He smokes oh. the neck with he smokes oh. it with his turkey. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, that'd be pretty awesome. Hmm. Collard greens are good. We typically don't have collard greens at Thanksgiving, but no. I think we should, I think we should bring that into the mix because that's a delicious side dish. Yeah, I'd be curious to see. You know, what what do people do differently um, that you know maybe it's not so traditional? I would love to know that. Um, one of my girlfriends, you know, her family is really big on macaroni and cheese. And I, I've just never had macaroni and cheese at Thanksgiving dinner. It's mm. always been, you know, the, the starches. And then you had like, you know, some, a green bean casserole of some sort, broccoli, you know, and cheesy, some sort of goodness. Uh, you know, mashed potatoes always. And, and the turkey. And there was nothing really that was ever kind of outside the box the way that, you know, I think Thanksgiving is now today. Well, can we talk about the elephant in the room? Cranberries. We had somebody comment somebody Nico that they didn't have cranberries oh is, was this is this an issue in your home there were no cranberries last year what's up Sean and uh what, what's a good dish to, that thank, bring thank people you sweetheart yeah. what's a good dish that could be, get people back to this to the like, I personally love cranberries I'm not necessarily a fan of the canned cranberry yeah. gelatin or whatever the hell that is but what are some other things you can do with cranberries so, that might excite people well so i did make cranberry sauce this year the sad news was is that as everybody was leaving saturday night i was putting leftovers into the refrigerator of what little we had left and there was the large dish of homemade cranberry sauce i had made the night before you forgot to take it out i forgot to take it oh, out rookie mistake so um Yes. So it actually, homemade cranberry sauce is very easy to make. It's just a bag of 12 ounces of cranberries, um, a cup of orange juice. I used a couple of orange peels, a cinnamon stick. Uh, and, you know, and so you put that all in the pot then together and let it come to a, a boil. But, you know, and you want to wait till all the cranberries actually pop. And then once it comes to that consistency, you can drain it out if you want to, if you don't want to have that chunky consistency. Um, but then let it cool before you put it in the refrigerator. And then it, it you know, firms up then overnight so it's pretty easy to make it oh yeah yeah and it's delicious uh, yes. cranberries are tart and yummy and i love them yes um green bee casserole can go die in a fire not yeah. a fan not just just take it i don't know how it's snuck in i don't know it's like like the drunk uncle that nobody really wants at the table that's <laughs> oh, so you're here again <laughs> oh god nobody's sitting next to green bean casserole he's talking about vietnam again um like i said the stuffing i'm team stuffing feel free to, to sound off on your favorite side dishes um, so it sounds like, and we are, of course, look, see how long we went 40 minutes. I, oh my gosh. Did we really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so l- l- last minute tips, tricks. Yes. Wrap so, it up. All right, so safety tips, safety tips, yeah, safety, yeah, safety Mike, tips. Mike just perked up aside from don't fry turkey while so, you're drinking. 
So safety tips. I think that some of the things that, you know, growing up, I've always lost a knuckle on grandma's vegetable peeler. Sharpen oh, your yeah. sharpen your knives, sharpen your peelers, you know, because that's really going to be what's going to save you. Having these uncut, you know, unsharpened knives or peelers are really where the injuries are going to come from. Um, don't hang your towel on the oven door. Everyone put everyone puts it there because I think it's going to help them to actually pull out whatever they have into the stove. Use real mitts. I know that you think it's going to be, you know, I'm just this is going to be quick or whatever, but I think that that's also where a lot of injuries come from from burn. And there's probably a lot of dropped turkeys. A lot of dropped turkeys, <laughs> a lot of dropped sides, but um, and it doesn't help, you know, it doesn't hurt to have uh, burn cream on hand. There you go, yes. burn cream. Yes, uh, and another th- fun tip too: if you're not cooking. Get the hell out of the kitchen because there, we don't need more people in the kitchen that are not cooking. And I think so. You're saying when I'm standing there drinking wine and talking to you, I'm not being helpful. As long as you're like in a five foot distance from me, great. You don't need to be up my ass though. Okay. And so that's that's the gizzard's job. Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> so uh, as much as your friends and family want to help you in the kitchen, and it's very much appreciative if you're not doing anything in the, in the kitchen, just get out of the way a little bit. We can all talk when we all sit down at the table together. Uh, now, my tip is disappear after dinner so you don't have to help with the dishes. Good one. Yeah. Yeah. Just pretend like you're a smoker and, and step outside. And this is why Bethany or- wasn't invited to Thanksgiving. <laughs> you had plastic <laughs> dishes, Anne. I don't want to hear it. Uh, well, Anne, thank you so much for coming on. Thank like you I guys said, for you, having me. I have, I've had Anne's cooking on multiple occasions. Oh, did I send you the picture of her teaching Jones how to make fresh pasta? Do you have that? So, um, Anne, uh, this, this is baby Anne does all she babysits. And so when Anne babysits, she decides to pull out her pasta maker and teach an eight-year-old how to make fresh pasta. So, yeah, there so you go. This he is, came home with a bag of fresh seafood ravioli. So this, <laughs> is, this is Jones playing house. sous chef for me. We made fresh pasta and made, yeah, we made shrimp raviolis yeah, for mom and dad. And they were delicious. They yeah. were so good. He and was he so proud so, of himself. So, he still talks about it. Yeah. Um, so basically, find you a friend like Chef Annie that could cook the way she does. Um, we've also traded Casey, my boyfriend's contracting work for food. She made us dinner, <laughs> so he installed a new sink for her. Um, and she, she's an amazing cook. And thank you so much for your tips today. Thank you. I really appreciate it. I'd like to say hi to half of the Pittsburgh Direct Energy Office. I'm sure you're watching, or you should be. Um, and yeah, we'll have to have you back on again. Absolutely. I would love to. We, maybe we'll do like some cooking demos. <gasps> oh, my oh, I'll play with knives. <laughs> um, so from the Pittsburgh Current Podcast, thank you guys for watching. Um, we're not going to be on next week because of the holiday. Have a safe, happy, healthy Thanksgiving wherever you are, whatever you're doing. Remember to give thanks and to continue to support independent media. Thanks, guys. Happy Thanksgiving. A better alternative Giving Pittsburgh A better alternative Giving Pittsburgh A better alternative This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.